live from the hospital. It is Sunday night. Woo! <laughs> Coming to you live from NYU. Lengone. NYU LH. NYU Losers Hospital. <laughs> NYU New Yikes University. <laughs> we are so literally sitting in Jamie's inpatient shared room right now. Yes, we are in the hospital currently. Recording an episode. It is Sunday, November 10th, 2019. Yep. It's about six o'clock at night. And it's it's rough out here. (laughs) Yeah, it really sucks. Jimmy, what happened? What happened to you? Um, What's going on? Why are we in this hellhole right now? (laughs) Just some normal, regular stuff that you love to have happen. Um, This is... Uh, what it's like living with uh, a lifelong heart condition where things can just turn out of nowhere. I'll also say there might be some background noise and um, we may have to pause at certain moments um, because we are, again, live in a hospital. In a shared room. In an active patient room. So um, Jamie, has a, Jamie has a roommate. I have a roommate. Um, we, it's, uh, it's very quirky it's i mean we're we're opposites yet we somehow make living together work um you think those two they can't possibly make it work they can't you know who's gonna do one of them's not gonna do the dishes and one of them's gonna get mad about it or you know one of them wants to bring someone home one night and the other one's like i'm trying to sleep man but you know somehow we make it work yeah so you're gonna you're gonna you might hear some action from yeah the, from the other from side the other of the room side. but, um, but so on this side we're podcasting, we're podcasting because you know when jamie texted me kendall i think i have to go into the hospital i think our i was i would like to think our our mutual yeah. uh understanding was well <laughs> gotta record a podcast well, well we're recording that it was like a tele- telepathic response so um, content <laughs> yeah i'm a slave to the content we're gonna get the content i have a terminal condition and it's content <laughs> um so yeah so i came in here uh we'll, well we'll get into the details we'll get um, into the details but you know we just wanted you to know that you know this is a gift that you're you're being you're given right really now. Being brought behind the curtain, literally, because um, <laughs> that's the only thing separating me from another patient right now. Um, but we're yeah. on Jamie's side of the curtain. Yeah, I have diuretics on board, an IV in my arm, and I am ready to podcast. <laughs> Work it, make it, do it makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Congrats on the 20,000, you guys, really. Congratulations. Welcome to That That Don't Kill Me, a podcast about health, illness, and disability from the people who live it every day. I'm Kendall Seesmeyer. And I'm Jamie Rich. And, and we, mean, we, <laughs> we mean every day. We mean, we mean every day. It's real. Oh, there's the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> She's we, interrupting you. Didn't let me know. I'll take care of her. Thank you. Oh, me? 
Am she, I she judging? Got an, she got an invite. Oh, no. <laughs> I am. I was a welcomed guest. I think. Actually, visiting you hours know, are over. I think. I'm also like. I was a little stunned by the lack of security. <laughs> oh yeah, I you can just in. walk right in this place. In. I just was like, all right, you I can guess stroll I'm, right in. I guess I'm a welcome visitor. So, um, Jamie, he did ask, but like, <sighs> pain scale right now. Pain scale. Well, for the first time since like actually recording this podcast, I encountered the pain scale in real life again, which you know got to the ER uh, Friday. Friday morning and was getting all the questions, you know, what's your pain? What is it on the scale? So when I got in, my actual pain was probably like my physical pain is probably like a six or a seven. I was having chest pains and trouble breathing. And so that was like pretty heavy on my chest. But, you know, now just kind of talking about the um, more general overarching, life, overarching you know, weak pain that we like to talk about. I'd say I'm riding a 10 or an 11, maybe. Yeah, he's, yeah. this is rough shit. It's a rough week. I, <laughs> I went off last night. I have been, I have been at a, I have been at the, the peak of my, um, energy and <laughs> anger yeah. in the past couple of days. Yeah. Um, and let me just say, like sitting here with you, Jamie, I am like, absolutely stunned that yeah. it, this is, this is the situation happening. and do you want to know something um, that's cool yes today's the good day <laughs> today everything's going well so that's this that's is this is it going good, well yeah. this is it's rough out here so yeah so should i set the scene a little bit or we'll get I think to that we later. Kinda, well, we did say where we are. Yeah, right. I guess I mean more well, in depth. We'll come back yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, so the 10 or 11, my week, it's yeah. bad. What about you? We're really it's not your, good. Yeah. You know, not great in the beginning, but I think I've actually had like a decent week. That's awesome. Which I think is the first time I've, I feel that way in uh, some months. Yeah. So I would say... Uh, maybe like a three nice yeah that's i think great. it's been like a pretty really like a really positive week for me that's awesome um i'm so sad that you're on the other end of the scale it's okay um, we can balance each other out i know i just don't i don't think it should be like this i know we, we should have we should all just, be at ones all the time yeah we should be yeah. together in unison right experiencing everything right the same yeah obviously because right. you know sick people they're all the same anyway right. so yeah um, I'm really digging this ambient sound. It's really good. We would not be able to sound design this if we wanted to. It's, we've it's got really some good. beeps in the distance. They're all real. Some They're real people's beeps. Yep. Um, some, and that's, and that's kind of what happens here is they just let them go. That's yeah. Why we can hear them. Well, you know, I think I may just like take this recording, you know, parts where I'm not talking and just play it in my ears when I go to sleep, you know, yeah. just because I, I miss the That's, as your white noise machine. Yeah, I just like, I yeah. miss the I miss the beeps of the hospital in my life. Right. I just I'm like, oh, I need some reminders right. that the hospital sucks. Right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and have no. it feel familiar. Yeah, I just like love the familiar sound of hospital beeps. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I've had in the in the later years, like years out, I've had. Um, dreams where phantom beeps phantom beeps yeah oh what's this pause oh great thank you we got some got some meds we got some coming. meds this is oh wow 
You're taking. Oh great! This oh is wow! Back. You have a scanner. That is yeah, so they're, they're fancy. Yeah, they're iPhones, right? Wow! How tight? How tight? High tech. Yeah, your phone. Mm. Boom! Wow! Thank you. So Jamie just got a, a pill of some kind. Uh huh. It's popping pills over here. Yeah. So that was a Pepsi because they don't stock um, oh. Zantac. Gotcha. Yeah. For that indigestion. Yeah, which will happen when they're giving you like a shit ton of pills. Like, I mean, it happens yeah. normally too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the ambience, but you know that's that's something that people can relate to. Yeah, that's a very Pepsi. Relatable. Yeah. Um, um. We were saying about the ambient noise. Have you ever had this? Uh. Yeah. Ambient like phantom beeps in your dreams or your nightmares. For sure. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of weird hospital things. Yeah. In my dreams. I'm also, I found... We're not going to get into that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've also found I'm very sensitive to sound in general in real life because yeah. of that reason. I will say that the beeps, this bothers me. Well, yeah, because like it's it a bothers me in a tone. More, uh, it's like it, a t- it bothers me on a, a deeper level than I'd like it to bother me. <laughs> I would, I'm not surprised because yeah. like your body remembers these, yeah. these tones Absolutely. and like what's associated with them. Yeah. So, Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about, like, why you're here, how we got here? Yeah. How you're feeling? Um, so, it was Friday night, and I was just partying way too hard. Um, <laughs> Jamie. I've been feeling, no, I've been feeling, like, <laughs> shitty for a couple of weeks, and just feeling, like, um, chest pains, short of breath, cardiac stuff like that, and um, was kind of, like, a little bit trying to ignore it be honest i was like checking in on it right. but yeah just trying to like see that nothing was going on um and finally i went to see my cardiologist i had an appointment with her anyway and i went to see her um and she uh, i told her i was feeling and i've had some dizziness too so i told her i was feeling and she was like yeah i um she tried to admit me right then like she wanted me to come stay over and you were like I was like absolutely not mm-hmm. um yeah uh and you're like i need i need to go pack <laughs> like right i'm not just staying here right yeah exactly and it's like it's kind of complicated to explain but basically there's there's two medications that i take that sort of work in tandem i take one because i take the other because right. the other strips certain nutrients out of my body and I take a supplement of those nutrients to put them back in. And when I don't have those nutrients, um, my heart muscle can seize and I can get arrhythmias. So you're susceptible to the one thing that they just don't want to happen to you. Exactly, yeah. And it's why I have an implanted defibrillator and all that stuff to be safe. Um, but so my my levels of the, suppl- of the nutrients were low. Mm-hmm. And because of how shitty I was feeling... The recommended course was for me to take more of the drug that makes the nutrients low. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, if we're going to raise, do that. if we're going to do that, you should do it in a hospital where you're monitored, where you're monitored, where everything's everyone's watching, and we do it slowly. <laughs> that um, would be the ideal situation. Yeah. So but... the idea was to go into a hospital and be monitored. Instead, I came here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we're being fair, it's a little second world. It's it's an American. It's an American hospital. Right after the president declares a state of emergency, yeah, it's that's it's, it's outrageous here. It's a it's a first world American hospital, and the day after tomorrow, <laughs> like it's everyone's just fled the city. The last of the medicine is still here. It's, 
there, you walk in and there are chairs tipped over. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just kind of letting anybody I be mean, in charge. I came in and I was like, oh. And that's not today. That's always, that's how this hospital works. Yeah. They let anybody, truly anybody can come on in. Well, but like, I'm just mean, like I came into your room and I was like, I came into my room. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is not it's, happening. It's tiny as fuck. And I have a roommate Every time they need to do a treatment or some of something, they need to first move the chairs out of the you know, yeah. I mean, way. The, it's, um, it's cramped it's in cramped. here. It's cramped. But so I came in Friday. I so I took some. I saw my cardiologist who wanted me to be admitted. Mm-hmm. I said um, no, thank you. Uh, let me buy some time. I went home. I my parents were already in the city, and then I was starting to feel worse. And then so f- like Thursday night, I called her my cardiologist back. And was like, okay, I'll fine. I'll go in tomorrow. Um, is there any way? Because some people sometimes doctors do a thing called a direct admit when they know that their patient they want their patient to be admitted, yeah. or they just tell they, the hospital this person's coming. Where you don't have to go through the ER. ER. I learned that I don't think that's a thing this hospital does. I don't think that's a protocol that a, that happens here. Because mm-hmm. um, I've it's never once happened since I've been a patient here, and I've. Had a similar, I've had this situation happen before. I think we're also, it just came to my mind that we're also probably losing all potential to have NYU Langone advertise on our podcast in the future. <laughs> That's true. It's fine. We don't need their money. Um, you don't think they'll want to advertise after I call them the losers hospital? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> my doctor tells me, go to the ER at 7 a.m. because she has to be at her clinic by 9.15. So go at 7. She'll be there. She'll see me. Long story short, the first day was a nightmare. Um, they do a bunch of tests. I don't find anything technically wrong, but they do sort of reach the conclusion that I did, which is like, I need to take more of this medication mm-hmm. and get myself back on track. Uh, on Friday night, they decide, they keep telling me, you're waiting for a room. Um, you're waiting for a room. We're going to bring you up to a room. Friday night is coming. It's like 7 p.m. I'm still in the emergency room. And my, my doctor's NP... Um, this is like 12 hours later. It's 12 hours later. Um, oh, by the way, by this time in the ER, I had not received a single dose of the medication so you literally we needed just to start. Came into the ER, it just took to you, hang out, yeah, just to have fun on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, because so that's really they did what start we to give. Yeah, they did start to give me the nutrient medication, which is potassium. I take mm-hmm. extra potassium. They did start to give me that. What um, a lot of people don't know is that potassium chloride, which is what I take by IV is the third ingredient in lethal injection. Being injected with potassium chloride by itself is technically cruel and unusual punishment. But I said to them, like, look, I will, I'll play your little game. I will take a dose. I will, I will start one dose and I will see how long I can do because it's essentially a torture drug. Um, and I made it about two minutes before I, the IV is in the middle of my left arm. Mm-hmm. And I made it about two or three minutes before the burning was up at my chest. Anyway, at the end of the day, I say to my cardiologist, nurse practitioner, because all day they've been saying you're going to get a bed. And I said to her, look, I'm not an idiot. Tell me the truth. There is no bed. And she's like, like yeah. And she was like, you're exactly right. Their plan was to keep me in the emergency room for at least 48 hours overnight and um, receive the medications that way. Also at this point, I hadn't even been receiving the medications and they said, um, you know, hold on, wait, because the worst thing that 
you know, to them as, as anyone leaving. Yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't a risk at that point at safety wise. Yeah. I had done all the workup tests. There was nothing wrong with me. But if uh, we to, think about medicine as a effect. business, it's also not good for them right. to leave. Keeping, right. To keep them, you want to keep people in a bed. Um, cause we're the customers and we got to keep paying. Um, so they finally got me a room, uh, not on the cardiology floor, not on any floor I should be, but on this spillover floor where we are now, which is called like the medical floor, right. which is where they put everyone that they can't find a room for. Um, and still none of the right doses were being written. Um, they brought me close to being in like pretty serious trouble at one point because they hadn't given me enough diuretic, but they were over prescribing my potassium. So it can also, the effect can also happen in the reverse direction. Mm -hmm. If someone has too much potassium, their heart can also freak out. Right. It's um, a balancing act. It's a balancing act. Um, and they were not playing the game. Well. They were not playing the game. Well, yeah. So basically long story short, the end of the day comes yesterday. No doctor has come to see me to fix the issue. And so I decided at that point that it was time for me to have the biggest scene I've ever had. I'm so proud of you. It was so I love great. A, I love a scene. And I love to make a scene. Not <laughs> normally. You know, I don't like attention. Normal life, I want to be away from anything. Yeah. But when shit's bad is happening. In the hospital. Especially in a hospital. Oh, I love to make a hospital scene. Here's the thing. I got exactly what I wanted. That's awesome. I just feel like hospitals, ultimately, this is the, the name of the game. This is exactly. And this it's is like, what's. Ugh, why would I ever expect so it? it should be better. This, this is, is so, so hard. Yeah. You have to have someone either with you or you have to be capable of um, advocating for yourself. And all day long yesterday, even through. And this is how I know how right I was. Mm -hmm. Even after, um, well, you're always right, Jimmy. I am always right. That's yeah. thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, you're, I you're welcome. It. You're welcome. Um, I am always right. That's what but I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> how I knew I was right in this situation was even the people that I had to yell at to get something to work came later and said to me, "You were right. Love this is what you're it. supposed to do." Love to see that. And I was like, you know what? I love that for you. But yeah, it was so nice. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know what? I was right, and <laughs> I'm Jamie. I'm a perfect perfect boy yeah, I'm and sweet. I'm, I'm a sweet, sweet little, little boy <laughs> and everybody knows that I'm just I'm right about that when I say that <laughs> and the fact that you can recognize that that speaks to your character yeah that you can admit that uh -huh. that yeah yeah well oh geez I mean so much about this experience I think it's so startling too I think also to be someone that hasn't been admitted in a while right. and then to be brought back to this 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 I think speaks to the true nature of like never out of the woods, yeah. which is what I try to convey to people. I think it doesn't really make sense, right. honestly, until you're like in it and like you can be good for so long and then just brought back to you just it can be it can all change so quickly. Right. And you could even be technically the healthiest you've ever been and then just brought straight, straight back, back into the dungeon of Right. Of illness in a really kind of acute, scary way. Absolutely. So, I mean, getting admitted would really be hard for me. At this point, because yeah. it's been, yeah. Because it's been like four years. Right. I mean, what you just described is what happened to me a couple of years ago mm -hmm. when this sort of situation happened a different time where my potassium was low and I actually did get in really bad trouble. Mm -hmm. um, the, the three weeks before mm -hmm. I had seen my... Um, heart doctor mm -hmm. and I've known him at that point 
I'd, I'd known him at that point for 11 years. He put mm-hmm. my second pacemaker in and everyone since then. And he said to me, you're the healthiest I've ever seen you. Ugh. And three weeks later, I was in the back of an ambulance with the pads on my chest. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, how do you, how do you square that? How do you, like, yeah. How do you, uh, it just, it's, I mean, that's, I think the thing that ultimately is the enduring issue of my life, right. right. Is like this, it's like this constant, constant, constant question, this constant checking of yeah. am I okay or do I need to go to the hospital? You're constantly bartering with yourself because as you exactly. have experienced, are you really sick enough? Right. right. And they didn't want to give you a room because Everything. you weren't sick enough. Right. But you're like, but I don't want to, I want to prevent the thing that happened in the emergent situation. Right. And it's just like, how do you, and how that, do you navigate that? How right. do you like go through the mental gymnastics of figuring out? whether or not you're protecting yourself from any like a life-threatening emergency. It's all a negotiation mm-hmm. of like, how, what can I, what, what can, can I, I slide on? Mm-hmm. What do I need to be vigilant about? Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to affect me or will it not? Um, where can I sacrifice it? And like, you know, if I have life responsibilities that are going to make it difficult, which is constant yeah. for like both a, of us, a job, a job, um, and sleep yeah, and all and, that shit. And like, like shame on you for thinking that you could just go be a normal person for exactly, you know, a few months or exactly. whatever. But then we have the pressures in our, in our regular lives of if we're trying to pay attention to and do the things we need to do to manage it, those also feel like indulgences. Like for me, constant, like daily exercise is a really important thing, but it's really hard schedule wise to work that in. And so I don't always do it. And when mm-hmm. I do try to make time mm-hmm. or I do try to tell a job, I have to go, like I have to do this every day whatever it feels like then it feels like I'm also being indulgent that way to, yeah. to call out to someone that I have to do this for myself mm-hmm. um so it's like it's so tricky mm-hmm. when they talk about the mental and emotional weight of sickness right or illness right. or you know I just think or for anything chronic it feels like that's the that's it it's not just physically exhausting it's mentally exhausting it's so much energy and, to make these calculations mm-hmm. yeah and, and the thing is like making the calculations is super important and doing it the right way because otherwise you end up in a situation that's really bad. And, and ultimately like, how can you even, you can't even predict whether or not your calculations right. are going to be right or wrong. Like that, it's just, that's why it's, always it's such a, a it's such a crapshoot yeah. and it's also a mean, mean game. It's mean. It's, yeah. It totally it's is. It's cruel. It's totally it's a joke. I, it's a cruel joke. It really is. It really is a cruel joke. And one thing that was like really, really kind of stunning was last night this nurse practitioner mm-hmm. who I yelled at. I also just want to say, like, there are probably people listening to this who don't know what we're talking about and are like, oh, what an asshole. Why would you yell at, uh, you know, a nurse or whatever? And, like, I totally uh, understand that. And we have plenty of medical professionals that we love in our lives. That we love, that we do not yell at, that we don't think. And even the ones I yell at, I don't yeah. think they're all bad. It's just no. that they're not doing what they need to do. It's Also, like, there's, a, there's, um, there's something that comes with knowing yourself and knowing your body and knowing your illness better than anyone else does. And I think that sometimes that gets lost in the medical system. Like people just, they don't, you lose all sense of autonomy when you go into a hospital and like, you know, they know better, even if they know better, even if they don't, they just do things wrong all the time. Right. And everything they were fucking up for me was because they were basing everything off of standard operating procedure of giving these medicines to anybody, yeah. which and not taking my um, guidance, 
not taking my guidance and not even taking my chart or my history into account. Yeah. Which is the whole reason. It's like when, yeah, it's like when So someone, you're not an asshole. Thank you. Uh, just, but yeah, I wanted to explain that because it's like in those situations, your life is on the line. So that's, that's real. And that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this episode and I'm telling all this information to say like, this is what for people who have like ongoing chronic illnesses that they have to manage like this, this is what everyday life is often like. If you have, yeah. if you are, or you have a friend who has a serious chronic illness, but does really well and seems like fine. And it's mm-hmm. just like operating in the background. Like there is, you're seeing, you're seeing the ice above the surface. Yeah. Like you're not seeing the, yeah, the calculations. Yeah. There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I experience this kind of all the time in, un, in trying to understand like, you know, if I, if I do this at this time or if I do like, if I, I don't want to go back to the whole alcohol situation because we've, we've We've talked about that a lot, but like, you know, if I, that's a calculation for for me, if I have a certain amount or, um, if I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's also, I think, you know, for me taking immune suppression, the calculation often deals with, um, if I'm exposing myself to sick people or, doing things that could potentially give me something that would make right. me sick, whether it's like, cause you know, a cold for me isn't just a cold, it's a cold and a sinus infection. Right. And then it's a sinus infection that doesn't respond to antibiotics. And then it's, you know, it's like and that, those things. I and mean, then, and, you know, I think I always feel like such an, I feel so um, insecure and like a sh- self-conscious about like saying, Oh, like, are you sick? Like if I'm trying someone's food or, right. or like, um, or at just, work, or like just like being in an office, being in, next and to someone, someone you who's know sick, that shows up sick. I mean, or yeah, or if like you know my other people I live with are sick, right? And or in college that was a huge issue. I was always always sick because people are always sick. Yeah, because college is disgusting. It's and disgusting. Always sick there. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, and for me it was just like such a bigger deal. And I think I just like never wanted to be the Debbie Downer or the person who was like exactly. asking for whatever, but like it did really it's matter, but no one could really understand that. Right. Um, and, and that always made me super self-conscious. Like yeah. I don't like, I'd have to ask like my, my roommates to get a flu shot. Like, right. and I, you know, it just, right. it makes me feel like. Exp- you know, vulnerable to be like right. asking them to do something right. to protect me. Um, but and, it does matter. Right. If people like, don't get it. It feels also like a big ask. Right. If people don't understand it. So it's like that kind of stuff that like really does change our dynamics on a daily basis or our, our, our lives. And I think that people don't really like there's there, they, people don't understand and therefore they kind of, I think they can often make it sound like we're being needy or, you know, whatever, asking for too much or, wow, that's so weird. Like Kendall doesn't clean the tables at lunch and like, cause it's literally full of germs and I'm like on massive immune suppression and I will get sick. Right. Well, especially with, that will put me in the hospital for you. And like, I'm just thinking, especially about a workplace, not only do you have to be careful about that, but we like, young workplace culture is um so um flippant about sickness and right. so it's like, like you should, you're gonna work you should through be it. at work you should yeah. be at work which means everyone around you is gonna get sick 
is going to get sick and um i've actually had some bosses who are like really good about that who are like yeah tell literally because they don't want to get sick they're like literally tell everyone who works for them like you need to go home right i mean but, they do expect you to be working at home right like, sick, which is another thing. when what are sick days there's anymore? no actual sick let's day talk America, about that yeah <laughs> like that could be a whole episode yeah. um but but yeah it's uh healthy people are totally fucking psychotic about colds and other things of that nature. I also just think there's such a, it's interesting to me. Like I remember vividly going to, um, my friends, uh, she has like a, their, their, her parents have like a place in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And we went for a weekend and this was like maybe a year over a year ago. So like last August. And it was honestly like the first trip where I've for the first time I like remember being with a group of friends and fully engaging in the weekend and all of the activities without having a lot of fear that I was doing myself in or doing myself wrong for some one thing or another. Right. Like whether it was like getting into a hot tub or like, you know, right. like whatever it was, it just, there were like so many calculations that I would have made and things I would have decided to not do. I wrote about it when I was like on the plane home because I was like, I never have had this experience where I could just be like carefree. So uninhibited, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that's the stuff that people, people don't, don't understand. Yeah. yeah, It's like having but, an entire separate, like, operating system running at all times in the background yes like just just i mean we're using the word calculation over and over again but there's like that's the only way to put it yeah it's it's every 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 um uh thought or negotiation that a healthy person has in their normal life in going through a space a sick person probably has that and a whole nother set yeah and and i think about accessibility of places or buildings it's so much extra so much extra and one, it's so yeah. unfair one really man, mundane one i have is because i have a pacemaker i can't go through any sort of Metal. formal security mm-hmm. um and i love going to concerts and every single time i go to a concert it's a problem it's a problem i have to make a calculation about what time i'm going to get there what entrance i'm going to go through mm-hmm. and um often more these days often it's okay Mm -hmm. but i make that calculation because it's always a roll of the dice and there have been some times where it's really not okay Mm -hmm. and you meet a lot of obstinance and um it's a whole to do and that's like like every every single time i go to a concert as i'm approaching the door to get in i i get start like sweating get really hot and like feel my breath increase like i'm so nervous about what's going to happen um yeah. So yeah, just the daily, it's, like, fuck, it's just so Well, much. they call it, they call it, like, in the chronic illness disability community, they call it spoons. Yeah, which I, don't, heard, I don't really like the spoons. Thing. I mean. Hi. Good, how are you doing? I understand it. Um, I think it's sometimes good to help people understand, like, what's happening. <laughs> good. Um, we have a changing of the guard happening. Yes. Um, a new nurse is taking over. Yes. Um, so. This happens seven, you know, seven a.m. and seven p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I think you know. I don't know if there's much more to say yeah. about this, but if you're really interested in the spoon analogy, go look it up online. Yeah. We're not going oh, like, to get too much 
we're not going to give too much airtime to it, but um, yeah, I've never but, it, but I do think it. But the idea of like I do you think have the so idea much effort is, in a day is good. Yeah, you only have a certain amount of spoons. You can spend them on certain things, but yeah, I like, do think that's it's like go look it up. <laughs> yeah, also like for me, energy is not always um, the issue. The issue, or it's not always that it's finite trending in one direction. Mm-hmm. Like it can run out and then refresh mm-hmm. and then run out again. Um, and yeah, it's like the mental is all like a whole other. Exactly. But yeah, I know that people people use that analogy. Um, yeah. So um, this is our third. We've we now have put out three episodes. This, this will be our four. fourth episode. All of those episodes were previously recorded. Um, you know, even sometimes months ago, which is why you guys heard us talk about the summer. Uh, no, that was actually just on purpose. We were just, no. That was just a content decision. <laughs> talk about the we're, summer. It's always going to be the summer. It's, it's always the summer. It's always summer here. When it's summer in your heart. <laughs> and uh, it's been so exciting. Really, truly awesome to hear everyone's feedback. We really appreciate it. So thank you to everyone who's texted us and emailed us and called us and found us on Instagram and DM'd us. Yes. It's been really cool and great to hear from strangers who have found this helpful. Um, thanks to everyone who's joining us from the Slate podcast. Yeah, thank you to um, the folks at the Waves. Yeah, Slate for that was us really out. really cool. Yeah. And um, we just we love that people have found us and work. So you guys are our people, and we hope to be yours. So um, we really really appreciate all of the messages, and please keep sending them to us. Um, we want to hear your stories. So mm-hmm. to that to that end, we've set up some communication um, channels for us to connect. And uh, the first one is our email address. Our email address is ttdontkillme at gmail.com. That's the letter T followed by the letter T. Don't kill me at gmail.com. And then you can also um, find us on our individual social platforms. Um, I'm at Kendall Seesmeyer on Instagram and at Seesmeyer on Twitter. Jamie? I'm on Twitter, I'm Jameson underscore Rich. On Instagram, I am Jameson M. Rich. And um, then we also set up something very exciting, which is a phone number. So you can actually call us and leave us a voicemail. We would love to hear from you and we, you know, might play some in the future on the pod. We'll and see. And if you don't, if you want to call in, but you don't want us to play. Yeah, just tell it, us. Just let us know. Yeah. yeah. Um, the number is 862 201 Four seven nine six. That's eight six two two zero one four seven nine six. And last but not least, we really would love if you guys are loving our content to go to the Apple Podcast app and give us a, a star rating. It's super easy. You don't have to write any kind of description or anything. Just click on the stars. Five stars only. We are currently we're closed at this time we're like, for any ratings. We're like below Uber five drivers stars. who just say Five stars, five stars, stars, please. I give give you five stars. (laughs) Please give us five stars. We did. We've had a lot of applications um, to rate us at lower stars. Unfortunately, we are full for any ratings below five stars. But we still have opportunities left if you (laughs) want to give us five stars. So act now. In all seriousness, it is really, really helpful and kind of crucial in the podcasting world. Um, How you get discovered is through uh, these, you know, podcasting platforms and apps. The podcast app for Apple is pretty big um, and reviews are and ratings are really the the hot ticket. Yeah. So um, if please, 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 if you are willing go rate us. Yes. And I honestly, like I've never rated anyone, which I, 
I feel like a hypocrite asking you guys. I'm just, I'm being, I'm being open and transparent. Um, but seriously, we'd really appreciate it. And, um, thanks for listening. We're having a really good time and we hope you are too. Yeah. Oh, and, and I should probably say if, if I didn't already say this in case anybody is, um, concerned, I'm probably going home tomorrow and everything's like pretty much fine now. Yeah. Um, Jamie's on the mend. I don't want anyone to think that like, he's not dying. I'm not dying. It's cool. I mean, I mean, we all are, this is that, um, that don't kill me. Yeah. After all, I will never die. Kendall will never die. That's the premise of the show. Yeah. (laughs) If you didn't know. So, um, side effects for this episode include, um, do you want to list them, Jamie? Uh, yeah. Let's see. What were the what were the side effects be? Um, low potassium, um, no sleep, high blood pressure, um, being quick to anger, um, screaming at people, uh, modifying everything with the word fucking, um, uh, regretting all of your choices. <laughs> Wishing you could go back in time. Um, and bad seltzer water. Really bad. Uh, you might experience some bad seltzer water for sure. Um, roommates. Uh, roommates are definitely a side effect. The like general burning desire to um, shirk authority, I think, is probably the last one. Great. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. That, that, that don't kill me. 